Welcome to a guide culture podcast series called Loy Lessons. I'm here, Macy McNeely, with my dad, Loy Day. Hello, everyone. And Loy Lessons, if you've been around for a while, you know they are not new. In fact, this is where a lot of everything about guide culture kind of began. At the beginning of my business journey, I was learning so much from Loy, learning how to sell, learning how to be credible, how to be liked and trusted, and and really learning these unwavering truths, these principles that were overflowing into Instagram and were really giving me a lot of traction. And he was giving me so much valuable information that all I could do, all I knew to do was to share him with the world. And we kind of got in this habit of every Thursday, he would share something called a Loy lesson on Instagram stories. Do you remember that Loy? I do. Now, what happened though, I was not trying to share a Loy lesson. Right. You forced me I to did. do a Loy lesson. I put the phone in his face and I said, share some yeah. good, valuable yeah. content. It would start out where Macy would be talking with her audience on an Instagram story and she would just put the phone in my face and say, say something, Loy. Then eventually she would say, give us a lesson, Loy. And then eventually every Thursday we would have an an official Loy lesson. And during that time, remember, we also did some live Instagram stories for probably close to a year. Every morning is like our morning show yeah. because we were trying to build the guide culture name and Mm -hmm. get things going. So the Loy lessons did develop from that. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to continue them further into a podcast series. So many of you loved the Loy lessons, and we are so excited to just bring that series back in podcast form. So here is how it works. Every Wednesday and Friday on the Guide Culture Podcast, there will be a two-part series, a two-part message from Loy. And then on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, there's going to be a clubhouse room called the School of Sales. And this is where he's going to kind of have a part three uh, on Clubhouse, but even better, this is where discussion and coaching actually happens. His name is Coach Loy Day on his social media because that is his gift is to coach. And he's he spends most of his time coaching inside of guide culture and especially with our guide culture coaches. So for him to be able to come and coach on Clubhouse is just so awesome and just honestly, it's it's priceless. So put that on your calendar, 10 a.m. Eastern time for Clubhouse. And the best way to get to the Clubhouse room is just to go to Clubhouse and search School of Sales, but also on the guide culture Instagram, we actually link the room right before it goes live. So you can just swipe up on those Instagram stories and it'll take you right to the clubhouse room. Hope you enjoyed this series and we will see you in the school of sales room. In a little more today on this higher calling of a sales profession, of a salesperson or someone who is moving towards development, towards sales skills. You know, we something I've been doing for 40 years and and I've really worked on, it's been a passion of mine. It's been something I've been very interested in for many, many years. And I've kind of found what worked and what didn't. I've gone to a lot of trainings and I kind of pick up things here and there, going to a lot of events, a lot of um, uh, weekend events, week-long events, conferences, all these things. And you kind of pick up along the way things that resonate with you and things that don't. A lot of books, a lot of trainings, podcasts, all those things. Because with this RAS in mind, with this RAS of building business and sales and all those things. And so when we started putting this program together, 
and, and trying to organize it in a, in a way that we could teach it, we, we landed on four pillars. Now, these pillars were not, it didn't take a lot of thought. You know, sometimes things just come to you and you put them down, boom, 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 boom. There's no question about it. Well, these four pillars is what we base this whole training on. And to this day, if we had to do it again, we would double down and do the same thing. We would not change a thing. That's how much we like it. Now, the four pillars are, the first one is mindset and attitude. The second one is heart and emotion. The third one is like and trust. And the fourth one is skill and technique. You need to have the right mindset, the right heart, the right trustability. You need to have some skills. And we roll everything under those four pillars and we do all the training based on that. Now, if you'll notice, three of the four is really more developing ourselves, developing our mind, developing our heart, developing our integrity. And then the fourth one is like, let's learn some skills. Let's be able to go out there and actually apply what we're learning. And so the higher calling is so much of the, the internal, the be. If you think about be, you want to be the salesperson. You want to be the parent, be the entrepreneur, be the business builder, be the whatever you are. And be also means being the right person from the inside out. There's so much you could take a whole series of podcasts and talk about being and so, but that's what this is, a lot of being involved here, as well as the skill and technique. So I'm going to give you some examples of the higher calling, how the higher calling of a sales profession or the nobility and the higher calling of this profession really works. Because remember we said that if you're anything, whether it be a parent or a business person or an entrepreneur or a business builder or a pastor, any of these things needs sales abilities. It needs sales skills. And really, if you start thinking like a salesperson, you're productive in that arena, like you're moving people towards your influence, then you're going to be even more impactful with that mentality. And that's really what we're doing here. We're getting into the mentality of how do we be productive in whatever it is that we do do. So in this one example, I've got this this new new guy that's coming to work with, with me, with us. And one of the things that he mentioned as, as I got him going with, with the program that we're doing here, he hasn't gotten to the course yet, but I've got him started with some some mindset things. Some things, you know, listen to this, watch this, read this. Let's get your mind in the right direction here. And after just a few days of that, I got with him and so said, how's it going? He said, I love it. I'm having so much fun. And I said, yeah, you're, you're in the game, aren't you? I said, it's fun to be in the game. He said, yeah, it is. It's fun to be in the game. And I'm going to give you three reasons why it's so fun to be in the game. Because I had the same situation with, with Charlie that came to work for us, my son-in-law. And the three things that's happening here, one, first of all, is a meaningful specific. That's what a Zig Ziglar saying. He says, I mean, so many people are what he calls wandering generalities and they need to be meaningful specific. Just like with this young man that's working for me now, he gets up every day and he has a certain thing that he's going to do and he's excited about doing it. He's got some specific things that has purpose and meaning behind it. So he gets up and he's in the game and he's having fun. He's like preparing for the competition, the game of life, basically. And then he turns around in this in this in the game, you also become you find a meaningful direction. You know, I have a clear direction. I have a goal. I know where I'm headed. I know what I'm trying to accomplish. And I'm going to go 
accomplish this. I've got a direction. And the third thing there, he has a meaningful cause. I said, you know, the money will come. Money will get there. I said, the first, what you want to do is, is get out there and help everybody that you can in what we're doing here. Help as many people as you can learn what we're doing. And if they need it, sell it to them, let them buy it. And then, and then recruit other people to do the same thing. There's a cause, but the cause has meaning. It's worth something. There's some value there, and it feels good when you're moving towards that cause. So in the game, meaning he has a meaningful, specific plan. He's going in a meaningful, specific direction, and he has a meaningful, specific cause. And just like I told him, I said, the money will come. Eventually, you'll be paid for what you do, but don't worry about that. You'll always disappoint him because it will never be enough if that's what you're worried about. That's what you care about. But if you focus on this, the direction, the specificity, and the cause of what you're doing, then it's going to be so fun. So that's why he said, yes, I'm in the game, and yes, I love it. I have such a new look on everything because I have some things going here, some very positive things going, noble things that are going. Now, the second thing about a higher calling is, is the spiritual growth part of this. You know, we talk about personal growth. You need to grow a lot of areas of your life. You need to learn your product knowledge. You need to learn relational things. You need to learn sales skills. Uh, but you also want to work on the B part, which is, much of this is spiritual growth. It is. There's so much value in spiritual growth. I'm reading the book now, and he talks about, you know, the, the new Christian versus the mature Christian. And we only get to this maturity through growth if we work on the growth. And I can tell you through through my years, three or four key events in my life that's really helped me stay on the track. Now, I'm going to say that I have a lot of spiritual growth that I need to do. And I feel like I'm a little bit, little bit in that phase now. I feel like I'm growing now probably more than I ever have. But I'm going to tell you two or three times in my life that were key events around the spirituality for me. And one, I would say when I was probably eight years old, my, you know, was in the Southern Baptist church world. And my mom would have me at the church every Sunday. And then every summer we have these revivals three day, I guess it's three times a day, twice a day, I guess, have the, the lunch, you know, about the, the morning and then the evening service. And I remember for years, I was right in there listening to all that, watching and and it really affected me in a good way. I love it. It feels so good. Those memories are awesome. And that's actually when I was saved is during all that. You know, many eight-year-olds probably are during that situation that in the Southern world and do these revivals. But it was a great memory for me. But then you go through life, you know, maybe you're a new Christian, but maybe you're not really growing spiritually. And then at some point in time, I got to a point right after college when I knew I was had nothing. I was going nowhere and didn't know any way to go. There was no specific anything at that time. And I remember the only thing I knew to do was just to lean back on God, just give some sincere prayers. Help me. I don't know what to do here. Help me. And and I really believe these prayers are really substantial because it was not long at all after that prayer that I met Linda, my wife. I mean, very close after that. It was almost too close to be coincidence, or maybe just my my RAS was looking for it. Maybe I was looking for it. I don't know, but it really worked out beautifully. And to this day, she's been a she's a godsend for me.
And then, so I got into the business world, do all this business thing. And when I started my real deal, then my own, you know, I had some side hustles going. But when I started this, you know, when I burned the ships on the, all, and I, it was all this, I was going really hard at it just about all the time. And I was not really focused on anything but the business. I didn't have time for any of that. I had some babies at home and, you know, busy, working all the time. And this one guy who was just happened to be a godsend for me at the time, King was walking around the neighborhood. Just He was basically ministering to people. He was just uh, being a witness. And he would come over and we would sit down and we started praying in my office. And some sincere prayers, just like we did back when I found Linda. Sincere prayers. Please help this to work. Please help my business to work. All those kind of things. And then, then the Promise Keepers thing came along and my friend Richard insisted that I go to Promise Keepers. I said, no way, I don't have time for that. It's a weekend thing. And finally, he kept staying on me. And eventually, one day, I remember him calling me at home or something. Hey, talk to Linda about this. Talk to my wife. And he convinced her that I needed to go to that. And that was a beautiful shot in the arm spiritually for me. And it was something that just really, something I needed at that time. And it hit beautifully. And to this day, I will never forget that and the impact that had on my life. There's been some things here and there along the way, but those are pretty three pretty big impacts in my spiritual life. But now that we have this new platform of guide culture, and you know Macy's got me out here all over Instagram talking to all of you and on podcasts and things like that. It's really like a new platform, and I'm 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 forced into this thing where I'm building content. I have to create content. So intentionally create content, which I really enjoy, which means you have to read a lot, you have to study, you have to think, go build the content. And of course, the content of the training really has not changed, but the internal insertions sometimes do. You know, the things we're learning, the, the flowing stream, the new material, new ways of looking at it, but it, it's still the four pillars are still very solid. But the, the point of all this is this new platform is giving me a new shot in the arm around spiritual growth because it's on my RAS. I see it. I want it. You know, I desire it. It's an appetite thing. When you when you get some, you want more. And it's one of these appetite things. It just grows and grows and grows. But now, because of this new platform, it's giving me a new shot in the arm. And and I hope to do, to do some spiritual growth here more than I ever have because I feel like I am. So the point of this, the higher calling, remember the first thing was getting in the game. The second thing is we need some spiritual growth. We need to to grow in that arena and allow ourselves to be discerning, make good decisions, be good leaders, and be good examples, role models. All that grows from growing ourselves spiritually. And the third thing about the higher calling I want to talk about is the passion. Anytime we're doing this, uh, talking about the meaningful cause of the young guy, if if we if we're passionate about what we're doing, we're going to make it. And if we're not passionate, we probably won't stick with it. So think of passion really as suffering. Think of the passion of Christ is suffering. And and if we if something in our life in our background has a memory, has something in there that drives us to do whatever it takes, that's the suffering element that I see. There's some passion deep-rooted passion for some reason. And in this higher calling, this sales world, we're typically working towards or for something based on that passion. I know for me, I had this really, for the business thing, I had this passion of wanting to get out of the the situation where I was just 
unhappy, didn't have any direction, like a wandering generality, basically. And I said, I got to get out of this. This is miserable. I need something. I need to be this meaningful, specific direction cause. I need all these things. And I didn't know how to find it. But that suffering drove me to want something really bad. And the other thing is when I see the way our kids, our family was treated by our parents, something I want so bad. And even my wife, who had a different experience growing up, that's in her passion too, is to is to be a great mom and do these things. So, and, and I had this passion from a growing Christian, like, man, it's my job to go take care of this family. I can go feed the family. You know, it's my, you know, I got to go do this. This is my role here. I got to go conquer whatever I have to conquer. So that suffering gives you a little extra edge to go do the things. And that's why the sales mentality, no matter what you're doing, we're out there playing the game, trying to win the game, you know, willing to do whatever it takes for the team. It's a suffering or passion kind of a thing. And and that's how you kind of find the higher way. You find this higher purpose. And it's typically, then you, you kind of start doing it for your family. Then eventually you say, you know, this is for this is for God. I need to serve my God. I need to serve my Lord. And in everything we do, hope is we grow as a Christian. We grow spiritually. We start leading, leaning into that. So the, the higher calling of a salesperson is a beautiful calling. Uh, it gets you in the game. You grow spiritually. And you go out there and do things with passion because that's the only way you're going to make it anyway, the passion. So getting in the game, spiritual growth and passion. And I want to finish this up by saying how God culture drives our limitless leader formula around all this. Uh, one of the three things that we do, we, we set the example and we, we lead with boldness and we teach skills. So think about this. You, you need all three of these. You, you need the example. You need somebody to watch, to model after. You need the example, somebody to imitate. You need this, and we're going and we're living this thing. We're doing it ourselves on a regular basis. Mason and Kat, they came up through the program, and they saw it, and they they bought in. And I've been buying in or learning this for 40 years. So we lead by example. We truly do believe in everything we're saying. And so part of that is staying on message. We do have a consistent message. We stay on message because we believe our message. And and we do walk the path with you. We're right there with you doing the same thing. We're trying to lead, trying to stay ahead. Many of you are probably getting ahead of us. You're getting so good at it. But we're walking the path with you. And we so enjoy this community. The community of all of us together, we build upon each other. We're iron sharpening iron out here. So our community of Guy Culture graduates is a beautiful, wonderful, growing community. I mean, growing in more ways than one. And the second part here is the boldness. Let's talk about the boldness factor here. Boldness, B-O-L-D-N-E-S-S. I've been doing some studying, and I'll get more into the studying I've been doing. But he's talking about bold versus fear. Courageous is like we, we see it. We see the fear. But we still have the courage to go even though we are fearful. That's what courageous is. That's what courage is, is doing it even when you're fearful. It doesn't mean you're not fearful. But the boldness, when you choose boldness over fear, then the boldness will win. Because either fear is going to win or being bold is going to win. And the boldness attacks the fear. And so what we want to do as God culture people is be bold in our pursuits. We want to be proud of our pursuits, be happy, stand up and talk about them, defend them, and be bold in our pursuits. And that's one thing we want to do at Guide Culture. We want to lead you as a bold into boldness. 
And when you are bold, you're playing offense. We're talking about we need to be playing offense. We need to be going after it, playing offense. It's game of life. You know, you want to sometimes be in a defensive posture, but you, in general, you have to go score, have to play offense. So this boldness that we want to demonstrate and walk you through is a part of the limitless leader formula. And of course, the third thing here is the skills. The skills is what gives you confidence. If you know what to say, if you know how to say it, if you know how to think through this and, and what to look for, then all of a sudden, the skill set that we teach in this program, it gives you confidence. Skills give confidence. Skills give strategy. And skills will give you more wins. It gives you an edge to give you a few more wins. So I hope you enjoyed that. Just remember that the sales is a higher calling. It's a noble profession. And we all need to have the sales ability and skills to go do well at whatever it is that we do. And as guided culture, we're leading you with example, with boldness, and with skills. So come join us. Uh, the in-person is January 5th through 7th of 2022. is for graduates only. And then the, the, the next cohort is first quarter of next year. And that's where you get into the online program to get going with the eight-week signature program that so many people are, are, are really thriving off of. So we look forward to seeing you next year in one of those programs.